Good morning and good coffee. Hello, everybody, and this is Morning Coffee with Larry. Today is Monday, February 25th, 2019, and I could have slept in a little bit longer this morning, but that's not how it works out. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's still dark out this morning, and it has dropped off on the temperature here in central Illinois. Yesterday, it wasn't too bad temperature-wise if you were out of the wind. The wind was just ferocious, uh, <clears throat> just kind of overwhelming. Uh, so uh, we uh, stayed inside most of the time. I did go out and chase down a trash barrel that had gotten about hundred yards away, but got it reclaimed, found a tarp that had got caught in some weeds, so grabbed it. But today it doesn't feel quite as crazy windy, and whenever I look on um, one of my favorite websites, earth.nullschool.net, it was... Uh, the high-speed winds had definitely moved out east and picking up again uh, once you get over the water on the Atlantic. So it's going to tame down a little bit, but boy, the temperature has dropped also. Uh, in checking at a local uh, school that is connected to Weatherbug, we've got 19 degrees Fahrenheit and a wind chill of 7, and we're only supposed to get to a high of 24. And when I went outside to let out our little Great Pyrenees puppy, who I'm pleased that he can hold his bladder all night, but as soon as I get up, he needs to, to get out, uh, it was a bit chilly. Uh, mental note, check the temperature before you go outside in a robe. I'm just thankful this little guy has figured out the whole purpose of going outside is to relieve his bladder. We have an old lady wiener dog who... In another month, uh, I think I think it's in April, she'll be 11. I'm not exaggerating. It may take her anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes to find the right place, the right exact spot with her nose, in order to relieve herself. It is just nuts. Of course, her favorite place has always been just on the carpet in the house, and those days are past since we've got a new place. <clears throat> but... Yeah, the, uh, uh, it's really nice when he goes out there. He immediately does it, and then he's ready to come back in. <laughs> oh, the joys of having animals in the house. Anyway, uh, today, uh, continuing in uh, our series, actually with the meat and potatoes of the series, on marriage. Uh, it has been something near and dear to my heart. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, but whenever I used to have my private practice, that was really, that was probably the main focus that I had there was marital growth uh, and restoration and family growth and restoration, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, of course, you know, as with any kind of therapy, not everybody uh, is able to save a marriage, but a lot of people were. There's just a lot of factors that involved. Uh, 
You know, you got to have uh, people who are wanting and willing <clears throat> to uh, to fix what is wrong. And uh, whenever they would do that, and we would have a really good session where a lot of progress was made, I tell you, there was there was hardly a bigger thrill. Uh, and every now and then I'll run into some of those couples that I worked with. And it's nice to see that they're still together after all these years. I often think back to one couple where after our first meeting, I was, I was shaking my head, basically saying, why in the world did these two get together? Because they were so different. It was unbelievable. However, they worked at it. They worked hard at it. And to this day, and that was back in the mid-90s, to this day, they are still uh, together. And their family has, has been growing and getting older, the kids. And it's really a joy uh, when I bump into them. So what we're going to be doing today after our commercial break is we are going to be focusing on commitment. So stay tuned, and I'll be right back with that topic. Today's topic on our series on marriage is regarding the word commitment. Now, what exactly is commitment? Uh, it can mean different things to different people. Uh, when I think about commitment, the first memory that comes to my mind was the Columbia House Record and Tape Club back in the 1980s. For those of you who are too young to remember this, we would get inserts in magazines or flyers in the mail advertising the Columbia House Record and Tape Club. And it was just magical. It was kind of like these uh, magazine subscription programs today, but you opened it up and there were all these stamps and the stamps had different record albums on them. And the deal was that, and the deal that I got into <clears throat> was you could pick out 11 records, LP records or cassette tapes for just one penny you got 11 of them for free for just one penny as long as you agreed to buy something like five or eight more at regular club prices. Of course, they never told you what the regular club prices were, um, but you had to do that over the next two years. So they give you 11 of your favorite records or tapes. I always went with LP. As long as you bought eight more over the next two years at regular club prices. So what we basically had in this agreement, you could say, was I'm going to give you money. You're going to give me the albums. And our time frame is two years. Well, when you think about marriage and the idea of commitment, it kind of starts with some of the traditional um, rituals, customs that are found with it. And granted, each culture has their own set of customs. But, but here, the traditional customs, the commitment may start 
as far as just with the relationship when they're going steady. They're not going to be dating somebody else. And then it continues on maybe to the point of engagement, which is symbolized by a ring and the plans to get married. Now, there used to be a gal, I don't know if she's still on the radio or not, uh, Dr. Laura, and her rule of thumb was, if you're engaged and you don't have a ring and a date set for the wedding, you're not really engaged. And I kind of subscribe to that. If you're, if you're engaged, that the engagement should not be something that is vague. It should be a commitment. Uh, then comes the marriage ceremony. And whenever we have that, there are vows that are said. And there's different kinds of vows. Some people stick with the traditional to love, honor, cherish, rich or poor, sickness and health, those kind of, of uh, traditional vows. Other people will sometimes make up their vows and have them something just specifically special for them. But what the vows do is they are describing, in essence, the, the concept or the agreement, you could say, that ties in with the commitment. That it doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor, that you are going to have a commitment. It doesn't matter if you're healthy or if you're sick. You're sticking with the commitment. It doesn't matter how broad things get. Everything's basically included. You're going to stick with the commitment of the marriage. And how long does this last? Well, the final words of the traditional wedding vows here are, till death do us part. Okay, that pretty well sums it up. It's not a two-year record and tape club. It's till death do us part. Well, you know, a few years ago, there was a particular church denomination that I won't mention the name of, but they were having um, some issues where some of the pastors were changing the wedding vows to make them very different from what has always been. And the time frame, instead of till death do us part, was until love dies. I'm sorry, but what the heck does that mean? Till, until love dies. You know what? When you're in the richer or poorer sickness and in health, all those kind of extremes, your love does not necessarily feel, feel strong. Does that mean, oh, my love has died? Let's get a divorce? I mean, that's not commitment. I'd rather have a couple... <laughs> If they were looking at that, I'd rather have them do a five-year lease with an option for renewal than something as silly and ridiculous as until love dies. I mean, do you want to, when if you have kids, do you want that to be? I'll be your parent. I'll be your father. I'll be your mother until you just upset me enough. Then I'm not going to be. No, we have commitment. You know, we in our society we have a lot of throwaway stuff. Compared to 50 years ago, 75 years ago, 100 years ago. Well, when it comes to marriage, I don't think it should be a throwaway. I think it needs to have commitment. 
and commitment is the solid foundation on which the rest of the relationship is built. If you do not have a solid foundation, then anything can move it. I mean, do you want to live in a house with a good solid foundation or do you want a tent on a day, you know, like we've had here recently with a lot of wind and things blow away? Well, you know what? There's storms of life. And so commitment is important. Commitment should not be gone into lightly. But commitments are very important and actually very good healthy things to do as well. Knowing that I can sit confidently knowing that my wife is not going to just throw away our marriage and she can sit confidently knowing that I'm not going to either. Whenever I do marriage counseling, this is one of the first things I evaluate. How strong is this couple's commitment? Because if it is not solid, then my first question is, what's holding them together? Because they're coming in to see me because there's some sort of a problem, and if they don't have commitment, then I'm on a timetable. See, if there's solid commitment, the timetable doesn't have to be so short because we know that, that they've got a solid foundation and we have time to work on the other things. But if they don't have commitment, well, heck, they could be coming in and, and that's the last time I see them. Now, where do we learn this kind of commitment? Well, it used to be it was passed down through family example. But I can honestly say over the past few decades, there's been fewer and fewer people who understand that concept of commitment because they don't see it as an example in their own family. I had one couple years ago come to see me, and it was, it was an extremely sad session, the last one, because the wife was saying, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, there's no point in coming anymore. I'm done. We're getting a divorce. And he was like, no, I don't want that. Let's work on it. Let's try to you know, make this better. And she was, had decided. And the interesting thing, there wasn't any divorces in his family. They weren't perfect marriages, he would admit, but there weren't any divorces. So what does that mean? That was his example. The wife, there were no lasting marriages in her family. Her parents were divorced. Both sets of grandparents were divorced. She had uncles and aunts. She came from a pretty big family. They were all divorced. She had an older sister who was already divorced. So the norm in her family was, if it doesn't look like it's working out, get a divorce. So if you're wanting to have a solid marriage, if you're wanting to have that foundation of commitment, I think what's important is start looking around you. Look for examples of couples who have stuck it out. Doesn't have to be the perfect marriage. And I'm not saying, you know, well, you know, it's either we get a divorce or we just have a terrible marriage. No. No, there's another option. Make the marriage better. Make the marriage the way God would want your marriage to be. That's the key thing. Make it better. Don't just suffer in a poor marriage. But look around. Look for examples. 
you know, in, in my family, my grandparents, um, uh, on my dad's side, they were married, I think it was 62 years. On my mom's side, it was shorter because my grandpa passed away at an early age. My folks made it almost to their 50th anniversary, just like two months shy. But they were together for 50 years. They just didn't quite make the wedding anniversary. Look around for good examples. I'm not saying that you can prevent all divorces by this. It takes two people to make a marriage work but it only takes one to end it in divorce. But the thing I want you to do is think about that commitment, that decision on the type of relationship and the length of time that you want. All righty. That is for our first of the five foundations of a successful marital relationship. And when we get together tomorrow, I'm going to talk about and I'll probably even sing a little bit about respect. Have a great day.